Hello and Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to episode number 13 of the Volunteer Spotlight, now brought to you by Aftersight. Before we get into this episode, there are a couple of things I would love to get out of the way first. As I'm sure most, if not all of you know, January 8th, the Audio Information Network of Colorado has rebranded to Aftersight, which is incredibly exciting for all of us here. It is a much easier name to pronounce, and it has helped our show numbers. We've noticed as of this week that our that the number of folks listening to our shows has, it, it almost looks like doubled, if not tripled in some ways, which is incredible for us. So thank you to everybody out there listening and liking and leaving comments and sharing with friends and family. You guys are really helping our numbers and helping our shows grow and thrive and helping us get the information out there. So thank you so much, everybody. A couple of years ago, Penn Street, the host of what is now known as The Blind Chick, interviewed an awesome gentleman named Bill Lundgren, who is a, well, I'd like to introduce him as a licensed psycho because that's what he calls himself, but he is actually, <laughs> he is a licensed psychotherapist and he is totally blind. And yes, he was on Aftersight and um, got to tell his story about his journey into vision loss and how he became a psychotherapist. So before you guys listen to this episode, I would strongly recommend that you go way back in time to 2021. In fact, we're looking at episode 10 of Aftersight, where you can listen to his story. And Later on, we um, we hired on Jonathan Price as our podcast producer, and then we started to create more Aftersight originals, including Blindsight, and Bill Lundgren happens to be the host of that podcast. Bill, how are you doing today, and how has your new year been? Well, thank you. I am uh, delighted to be on, and I was very honored to uh, to have this privilege, and, but it feels a little strange to be a guest again instead of hosting and figure. Okay, what's my next question? Okay, where where do I take this? Because that's in your hand, not mine. Yeah, and that means I have to give up control, which is impossible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Bill, there are always a couple of really fun questions we like to ask our volunteers to spice up the show a little bit. What, Bill, is your very favorite wintertime activity to do? Well, uh, I love to go skiing, but I haven't had any opportunity to do that for a while because, uh, you know, a lot of uh, other commitment. But I think what I really look forward to is taking the dog out, and particularly when there's snow and he's wanting to go run all over the place. And, of course, he's on a leash with me. So when people say, are you taking the dog for a walk? I said, no, he's taking me. Nice. Yeah, may I ask, is he a uh, a guide dog? Yeah, he's a guide dog. Uh, he, uh, I've sort of learned with him that, yeah, I have the illusion of uh, trying to, of being in control and he's made it real clear to me that he's in control. So I say, okay, fine. So he guides me. Awesome. Love him. Yeah. He's a, uh, a three-quarters 
black lab, one quarter golden. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Um, yeah. That's perfect. And it's a wonderful combination because he's it, very bright, uh, almost too bright, especially when I'm trying to figure out, well, how did he get me here where I was supposed to be? Because I, you know, I, I think I know where we're going, but I say, okay, <laughs> you're in charge. <laughs> yeah, definitely sounds like your dynamics match perfectly. Yeah. Indeed. Last up. Who is the most inspirational figure in your life? Ah, that's kind of difficult for me to to think who's the most inspirational because there have been many people who uh, I've come in contact with and, you know, sometimes inspirational in terms of a religious way or a... uh, uh, a singer that particularly strikes me. So, yeah, there. I'm just very fortunate to come in contact with a lot of people. Absolutely, in, in different works of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and they just inspire you to do what you like to do and what you want to do every day. Right, right, Absolutely. right. That's fantastic. Well, I figured we could give listeners just kind of an abridged version of the story of how you became a licensed licensed psycho. Um, so yeah, can you, um, let's kind of start there. What made you decide you wanted to become a, uh, licensed psychotherapist in the first place? Well, I was in another career when I got the information, uh, you know, I knew there was something wrong with my eyesight and, uh, I was, uh, finally found someone who kind of agreed there must be something wrong. So he had me take one of those uh, electro-retinograms. And that's where they put... uh, uh, Like electrodes. Isotopes. Isotopes on the eyeball. And then for what I thought was an ungodly amount of time, they flash lights on and on, and they map what what you're... uh, retina picks up and they uh they forgot to tell me this was a while ago they forgot to tell me uh not to drink the night before so i went in there with a roaring hangover and you know i they were lucky i didn't upchuck on their delicate equipment but it said very clearly that i was going to lose my sight and because I was where doing what I was doing, I didn't, you know, it was marketing and I didn't like it. I thought, ah, oh, this is a good, this is a uh, call to me to get out of it and do something I really enjoyed. And at, at that time, I'd been doing a lot of work in the addiction field. Gotcha. And just to, you know, I had worked for a drug company and they asked me to learn all about addiction, which I did. And, and I loved being in that kind of work with that those kinds of people. And I said, well, maybe I'll do something in the uh, in this field because I like it so much. And I eventually got a job as a an executive director with my marketing experience of a drug and alcohol agency. And I learned pretty quickly that, you know, that really isn't my thing. I did well. It was, but I got training as a counselor, and I loved that. And then when I left the agency, 
I was able to open a private practice because we weren't doing that much in terms of addiction counseling for licensing. And I started working in that area, and then I realized that I did need to get a license, and I went back to school uh, full-time and continued my practice, got uh, got, uh, credentialed, took the licensing exam, and... Now here I am. All these years later, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I've been doing it constantly and loving it every minute. Absolutely. May I ask how long that pra- um, that practice has been going? Well, right now I'm winding it down. I'm just, you know, I'm coming to the realization that I'm getting older, and uh, I especially realize that first thing in the morning when I get up and you know, creak over, you know, to the bathroom, wash my face. And I say, okay, enough. And I'm, you know, I'm still working with a few people, but that's winding down and I'll be officially retired. But at the same time, when you all came to me with the idea of the podcast, I said, oh, this is a better way for me to continue to teach, if you will, work with people without the responsibility that and dealing with insurance companies and so forth. So that I just said, this is a natural fit. Absolutely. What was that like when you very first became the host of blind sight? What was your very first episode like to produce? Well, Jonathan suggested to me that I introduce myself to the audience and he said, if you only take, you know, 10 minutes, that's fine. And I said to Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, you don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> and I think it was a 45-minute episode uh, because, as, as I told you, I somehow, somewhere along the line, I learned the gift of, of gab. And mm-hmm. I certainly expressed it. And I guess... Uh, fortunately, I don't think I've lost any any listeners because of my uh, my gab. So, so something must be working. Absolutely, yeah. Talking of gab, there was a uh, something you'd mentioned earlier before we started recording about kissing a rock, which I know sounds random, but I'd like to talk about that because it was really fascinating. Well, <laughs> well um, those of you who know uh, Irish tradition. Uh, know, may know of what is called the Blarney Stone. And I never knew about it till I went to Ireland. But uh, there's Blarney Castle in Ireland. And what you're supposed to do is go up into the tower, very high off the ground. And what you do is you lean back over thin air and have somebody hold your legs and you're supposed to make your way to the Blarney Stone, which is like, you know, there's like a uh, a hole, and you're in the hole, and you're moving towards the outside of the, uh, of the tower, and then you kiss the Blarney Stone, and that gives you the gift of Blarney. And Blarney is, you know, it's a word we use for people who uh, do, do a lot of gabbing. And they even talk about things they have no no know nothing about. So I kiss the Blarney Stone, and I've been uh, 
I've had the Blarney ever since. That's awesome. Never heard of it before, but really cool. What I'm told by other people uh, who, who've been to Blarney Castle is that I don't think it's sanitary. And, you know, when you're y- younger, you, you don't pay attention to that. <laughs> I can't, yeah, of course not. Often, you know, you you take things for granted, you know, you're... Right, absolutely. And, and you can't imagine consequences. You just go, they tell you to kiss the Blarney Stone, so you kiss the you Blarney kiss Stone. Then you, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you don't think about how many other people have possibly kissed that stone too, how many hundreds of kisses that stone's and, had. And how and how far up from the ground the stone is, and you've got to trust somebody is holding your legs. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, after you introduced yourself on Blindsight, um, how did that show, um, well, how did you first start out on Blindsight? Where did you, what topic did you cover first, if oh, you asking? I'm we'll trying to back. remember. I'm trying to remember. I think, I'm trying to remember whether uh, we, well, there, we had a, a number of guests. Yes, indeed. That we started with different, some of them were, uh, a couple of them were friends of mine. Uh, others were people that Jonathan found for, you know, for the show. And we continue that. Uh, we go on the air. Uh, usually I get something uh, beforehand. If, it, if I don't know the person, Jonathan sends me a pre-recording he's made of talking with the person, which yep. kind of gives me a sense of, uh, what we're going to be talking about, and who the person is. And then uh, once we're on the air, then anything, you know, we'll take it wherever we, uh, we need to go. Exactly. Now, there, there have been times when, for some reason, a guest has to cancel at the last minute uh, or, uh, you know, during the holidays, it's hard to get somebody to uh, schedule. So what Jonathan and I do is we discuss what kind of topic would be helpful. Like during the uh, holiday season just past, we talked about uh, he and I, and Jonathan is savvy about, uh, you know, mental health issues. So between the two of us, I, I have trouble just talking for a half hour without, uh, you know, like lecturing. Yeah. So what I like is Jonathan and I talk about a topic like depression, or like we'll talk about. Uh, I think one of the la- one of the recent shows was on New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. and what works and what doesn't. So we take different mental health topics and we talk about it, as well as like last week we had someone on who is blind. We try to get uh, a, a lot of blind professionals because. People don't know that there are other people besides me who are working as professionals and are blind. And so consequently, uh, the person we Amy, and she has started a program for helping uh, with uh, prevention of, of assault and dealing with aggressive personalities, uh, especially because people tend can't feel like they can get away with being aggressive with someone who who has blindness. So uh, we talked about her program and 
Uh, I certainly hope that people are paying attention to it because in the blindness community, we have a, uh, well, women with disabilities in general have an 84% chance of being sexually assaulted, which I think is terrible. It is. And so one of the things we will look at is tell, you know, how to tell people uh, where to go to get some training or how to prevent something like that from happening, because that's part of mental health. Absolutely. Well, in all of the episodes of Blindsight that you've produced thus far, is there one particular episode that has stood out to you more than more than other episodes? Hmm, that's tough for me because there, each one is different and each one is... Uh, it's a little know, unique is, in its own way, right? Yeah, unique and also just I'm, uh, I know that my guests put their heart and soul in the presentation. It isn't boring. I don't want to have, you know, da, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Of course. And so... You know, we like you and I are doing right now to dialogue, to talk about from where we are. Uh, I think one of the programs we had on forgiveness was something that I think was particularly uh, useful. It was a spiritual counselor that I had um, met at the church that I go to. And she came on and she she was wonderful. We had a, a couple of sessions and. I've had a friend of mine who's a historian talk about uh, blind history. So in so many ways, it's been really great to have that kind of uh, variety and to allow people to learn a little bit about a lot of things. That's, you know, that's what we're trying to do and make it in a way that it's not pedantic, that it's not, oh, boring and, uh, you know, lecture kind of thing, but to, like you and I are doing, to dialogue and uh, talk from our perspective. Absolutely. And that's really what, at least from what I've, ex- what I've seen, that is really what kind of helps keep the show flowing and keeps it engaging. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to have a boring uh, program. <laughs> I don't think and anybody think, does. Yeah. Well, and and I think we've been pretty fortunate in that people, uh, the guests we've had on, and I think that between Jonathan and I, we, uh, you know, it, it gets very lively. Absolutely. And yeah, so we, so uh, you know, I hope that we can keep going with that because as soon as it gets boring for me, I'm out of here, oh, <laughs> frankly, because no. everybody else will be out of here. Mm. It it would be great if people would tell us of some things that they may want to hear. Uh, and to, you know, we've got the uh, uh, feedback line now and we have the, uh, 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 they can do it on email as well. Absolutely. And so they can give us some, some feedback and that's when it becomes a dialogue between us and our listeners, which is great. Absolutely. And the feedback line, we'll talk about that at the end, was a recent addition that we've added, but it has definitely been pretty successful in getting us some more questions and some more leads for episodes. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, 
I really was very grateful to whoever, all the powers that be, to change the name of the organization because it took me almost a full year when I introduced uh, people. I would say sponsored by Adopt. Uh, oh, Jonathan, what's the name? <laughs> what's the name of this organization? Yeah, it took me and a while was- too. And it's not a yeah, and people were like mixing the name up, right? So now, just to say, I was sponsored by Aftersight, or tell people to uh, look up Aftersight on their computer or get the website and to be able to log into podcast episodes is so much easier, absolutely. Well, Bill, believe it or not, we are almost nearing the end of this episode already. Um, now, I'd like to take the time to give you the opportunity to ask me, Evan Starnes, any questions that you have personally about myself or about Aftersight. Well, I, I am curious. Uh, you're new on the scene. Uh, have you shared with people your, you know, where you are coming from? Where I'm coming from as an individual? Yeah. Yes, I have um, briefly in – there is actually an episode, a really successful episode of Aftersight, now The Blind Chick, um, called Badge of Shame or Badge of Honor that I was on with Penn Street. And I did get a chance to kind of share a little bit about myself and um, kind of how I got started here at Aftersight. But um, okay, it's a bit unique too compared to like – you know, how you usually start um, a career most like typically, you know, you graduate high school. If you're blind, low vision, at least in my case, you know, I attended a training program. But, you know, usually you'd go to schooling or whatever and get a degree or right. a certificate. Um, right. But, you know, I, I started as an intern here and um, that's that's actually kind of how I started my career. And um like a lot of people, I, you know, I, I picked one career in high school and, you know, studied for it and realized, no, oh, this is this is a drag. I don't want to do this. It was IT. Um, and I kind of realized I'd much rather do audio. I thought it was a lot more fun. Right. See, that's similar to what I was saying. I started started off with several careers before I said, oh, this is what I want to do. Absolutely. And you sort of learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you did the same thing. Absolutely. But why audio? Um, it's it's funny because um, I've been told that my my ear is apparently really really good, and it is. Um, and in middle school, high school, and even as a, a child, I'd love to mess around with audio equipment. And you know, at one point, uh, it, you know, it was cassette recorders, and then eventually it became digital recorders, and then eventually it um, it became messing with like programs like audacity on the computer and um you know i kind of just you know out of pure boredom i just began messing with this stuff and taught myself a lot about you know good audio and how to produce it how to get what i want out of the the various programs and um honestly too this is going to be a little random but audiobooks um i love to listen to audiobooks and yep. they kind of influenced me in my um, production abilities in a certain way. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm very grateful for audiobooks. But I'll Indeed. tell you, I 
Uh, it really, audio equipment, computers, iPhones, I have all of that, but I'm of the generation that's still used to using clay tablets. You know, it's just, oh, you know, I have, have to call people and say, hey, how do you do this? Uh, you know, and I just, <laughs> that's the hardest part. And, and sometimes we've had some technological problems, of course, on when we're doing recording of this podcast. And, you know, if it weren't for Jonathan's vast knowledge, we would, you know, we wouldn't even have it working. And, yeah. and yours. So, you know, that's good to have some people who know what they're doing. It's wonderful. It really is. It's a blessing to have these, uh, to have all these folks to work with and um, right. just amazing people. Well, I think that's the, the thing that I'm very grateful for as a volunteer is that I've got people that I can rely on. You know, when I screw up, uh, I've got some backup. I've got some people who will come in and help out. And, you know, I've got, uh, and there are people that I've gotten to know uh, as friends as well as, uh, you know, co uh, professional colleagues, colleagues here uh, in AfterSight. And that's what makes all of this much more enjoyable than just going in and doing this thing and then going home or uh, w whatever. It is that camaraderie, that friendship, and uh, having people that you can rely on for answers to your question. Absolutely. And it really does. It makes a difference in mm -hmm. just how you work and function. Well, is there any last um, last minute things you would like to tell the audience before we wrap stuff up here on VSL? Well, I don't know whether whether this is some, this may be something that they're interested to know. That partially because of the podcast, uh, I've become I've gone back to what I did for a while, and that is to uh, be more an advocate for the disability community, and I will be, I'm in the midst of putting together uh, a presentation for a conference in, in February uh, to a colleague who, who is cited, who are uh, also a therapist, and trying to encourage them to be available to work with people with disabilities. Uh, because a lot of times people are very intimidated by uh, the fact that someone has a disability of any kind and, and in that they don't feel comfortable working with them. And I want to kind of show them that it can be. And this is especially important because as of January 1st, uh, Medicare is now covering mental health counselors like myself uh, for reimbursement, and marriage and family counselors for reimbursement, which they haven't been able to get before. So there, there are more people out there uh, who are able to render uh, assistance to those people with disabilities who have uh, family problems, couples problems, uh, and, and um, mental health issues to be able to get help and to uh, to be able to uh, have an even better life. 
Absolutely. So I, I like to let people know that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Well, Bill, um, thank you so much for joining us today for the Volunteer Spotlight. I definitely hope you enjoyed it as much as I did producing it. it yep, I certainly did. Absolutely. I'm really grateful for the opportunity, and it, it, it's a nice to work with you. Absolutely. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to episode number 13 of the Volunteer Spotlight. If you guys have any feedback or questions for any of our other podcasts, Blind Sight, Blind Chick, Blind Level Tech, uh, Navigating Life with Vision Loss, you can always email feedback at aftersight.org with your questions or or comments, or you can call 720-712-8856 and leave a voicemail. And hey, we might just play that voicemail on the air if you like. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everybody is having themselves an excellent start to their new year, and I hope you guys are staying warm out there. Take care and have an amazing rest of your day. 